0: This is two shy guys a mile high. Cue the damn music.
1: So
2: yeah, and I think one of the things that we also wanted to go over was the article that we sent you guys, um, and how it kind of talks about you know diversity in unity um i mean just speaking from you know the three of you have completely unique experiences but are from the same place right um evidently and how back in you know on the, on the, in the motherland is we're all from the same place We you know we try to be as united as possible but there's still so much diversity right um what do you think are some of like the themes that drew you guys to each other um like what when phil when you met al when al you met will and um, you know however it might be what would you say was like a few things that you noticed and you were like yo you know i'm trying to rock with this guy
0: man i'm gonna keep it g Mm -hmm. uh so i met both of these cats from hooping Mm -hmm. and that was just the start of it so he ain't going to like this, but I was, ah. I was
2: busting
0: his ass on <laughs> <laughs> the court. Yeah. Oh but no, he, he was... Because he, he, he a shooter. So we was going down. I'm giving him a bucket on one end of the court. Oh, He'll come down. He'll make a shot. And I'm like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see what you're doing, but I'm talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And that's what I do. Mm. I can be losing. I'm going to talk shit. Yeah. and then I'm, a, I'm a sore loser. I hate to lose. That's just me. But... He was talking trash, I was talking trash, but at the end of the game I won. Game. But, you know what I'm saying? At the, the end of the game my Blouses. team won, but it was all it was <laughs> it was all good. Once the game was over, it's like, "Hey, what's up, man? Where you from?" You know, that was my first question. Just uh my name is Phil. Where you from, bro? Mm. And he said Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Bang. Right from that point. Yep. From That's that all point, you had to say. Right from that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But and it took me moving out here to understand that, because it's like, you know, as you go from different places, it's always good to be uh to put yourself around somebody that knows kind of like the, the struggle or knows what you've been through. And coming from Chicago, if he's from there, we ask up each other a couple questions, where you go to high school, what school did you went to, what area are you from in Chicago, it's a big city. Mm-hmm. You know, so but he told me from the south side, Brother Rice. I got family members that went to Brother Rice, and it was just already like a connection between that. Mm-hmm. And then uh WB. They were already cool, and they'll tell you about how they got together, but me and him were just, you know, we we knew each other from the court as well. They played on the same team, and then they were nice enough to invite me out because I was still new around the place. They were saying, hey, we got a flag football team that we also play on. Why don't you come through, show us your skills, you know? And then we went out there and then we just knocked it up, kicked it off like that. So it was just all about that, uh, you know, coming together piece and that, uh, you know, black professional piece. We knew mm-hmm. we were all from the same organization. We were all trying to make a change out yep. here. We were all trying to do something positive in our life. He had a family going on already. You know, he was just, uh, I, I know he was, uh, he was lived in an area that was close to us. So like the proximity was in a good, uh, was within a good arena. Everything was right around each other. So we were getting into that, and then uh, I had the pleasure of working on the same team with Will for uh, a couple years. And like when we got to that team, it was all black. Professionals oh, wow. were and we was kicking ass, and man. Yeah. Were, we was I producing results. Boy, was it was at though. least what five, five yeah. uh, black people on the same That's team. But then, which you yeah. don't see that yeah, often, yeah. we're the Tuskegee Airmen. That's yeah. what I was about to say. That's yeah. on the PA That's program, good. <laughs> program. Yeah. The PA program. We was making things happen, but then they, they slowly but surely slowly, started. Yeah. They people like, started oh, noticing. No. Yeah. And and it was they like, was hold on, around
3: the deck the wrong way, Miss Deal. Right,
0: right. So,
2: too productive. Exactly. We was giving too many
0: results. So, we was able to teach me some things as him being a more seasoned uh, industrial engineer within the, uh, within the group. He taught me some things before going on to his other ventures that he did, so we just kept that camaraderie between the three of us. He, I mean, we still live in close proximity to each other, but just all kind of on the same wavelength. I know he uh, pledged a Greek fraternity, and I pledged a different one, a uh, Phi Beta Sigma fraternity.
3: A-S-I-G-M-A-M-A-S-A-A
0: member of Alpha Psi fraternity. Yo, baby, no, no. No. so we already had kind of like you know as you get older within being greek and being professional it's just good to see other greeks in uh roles like this and it doesn't matter what greek at that point when you're in college it's all a feud it's all a battle mm, yeah as it's supposed to be it still is you know what i'm saying it still is we might throw slight jabs at each other but <laughs> just knowing that he went through whatever he went through to pledge because you know it all goes around the same core principles like we want to have brotherhood scholarship service that's what we stand by So, we uh, do community service around the area. We uplift different generations. And then, just seeing that coming from Chicago to a place that's not as, uh, doesn't have as many black people when you first move out here, it's not, you don't see it as often as if you're in Illinois, you can see it right away, depending on what area you're in. So, being in Seattle, we were able to be able to um, talk about different. community service things that we went through i know you're always out there as a representative of the fraternity doing things like the buying stuff for the kids mm-hmm. and i've always been a person for teaching the next generation because i did all types of mentorships back at home and i was doing that as well so he gave me some avenues to reach out to for people that's also doing uh, like-minded things so it was just uh it was almost like big brothers to me when i met them Al, WB, they was just able to take me under the wing and just show me around and just keep me uh, grounded and let me know that, you know, professionals out here, black men out here doing their thing, staying on the uh, right uh, mindset, having the right path. And you always got to have people within your circle that's doing uh, positive things. So it gives you things to look up to and look forward to. For sure. So just seeing that them and they talk about how they met each other <laughs> awesome. as <well>. I, uh, <laughs> I
3: met Al through playing poker. Oh. I was playing a lot, a lot, a lot of poker um Maybe I haven't really talked about it that much in podcasts. We haven't talked about poker in general, period. Right, for but, uh, I was playing online poker, but when it was legal online, um when I first got out here that's like, what is that, two oh seven? Right, yeah. But yeah, I was playing on poker stars, so I was playing multi table tournaments, forty five man, ninety man, sitting goes, playing between ten to twelve tables, depending. Um, on poker stars. So I was just going home off of work. Um, I didn't know that many people, so I just start fueling my energy into mm-hmm. that. That was my hustle. So um, just playing poker, trying to at least get like a thousand games they in a month, money. playing after work. And then eventually I got the invitation to go to a party. So I went out there, I'm cool, and I see them playing poker. I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait. <laughs> so we're playing poker, playing cards, and I was there. And uh, I think I was I did very well. I'm not going to say if I took his money or not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was just playing well. And we, we just had just different conversations, kind of go from went from there. I gave him a um, a poker book, and he read that, and he just kind of took it to the next level before he was calling me the professor, and then now he's kind of the professor professor now. We haven't played a little bit, but um, it was always him pushing me mentally to change my game up and to think about the game differently, Um, not as robotic as just making those standard plays or whatever you just do because you're in certain mathematical situations that you know you need to do a positive ev move whether it be just going all in or checking or raising um so from there that's how kind of how we kicked out and um we just got a friendship going from there and over the years and he's gone on to have two lovely children and i'm the gap happy <laughs> <laughs> and him and his wife just seeing them grow too so we've just been friends for a long time seeing each other go through our own struggles owns ups and downs and went from there, and I think with Phil, it was just mostly about vibe. Like, he's a, good, a young gun, came in, and he wasn't the typical young person who you hear about who don't, who doesn't like to come in and listen to others' experiences, yeah. Yeah. who doesn't have the patience or the time and things they can do all by themselves and do better than you and just shine on you, because I'm young. Um, so it was from that standpoint, we were just able to... Just talk about what we're doing. Is just kind of passed down to him, and he yeah. he just let us know he's going through, or what things has happened in life, or ways we can help each other out, or ways we can just serve each other. And then from there, we just kind of kept a Jeeva like that, and the podcast just kind of came to into fruition because we were just always in the morning meeting up. And just kind of, we used to call it the men's meeting, just talk kind of our therapeutic session. And from there, you like, man, we talk about a lot of good stuff that mm-hmm. we put on. Yep. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how it, um, it came from there. Is yeah. Yeah. that how you remember? Yeah,
4: no, I mean, for real, for real. Other than me, you know, being, I was think I, was I was, went to professor a little quicker <laughs> from student to professor. No, I'm just kidding. It, it, it time was, was time bounded.
3: You I see know. this guy? I,
4: <laughs> I got to give you some jabs too. Yeah. No, but I think I, the. They, they, I mean, literally, they've they summed it up, man. I don't need to go back into it, but the, I think the crux of it there is it happened organically, man. Yeah, like, man. like, like, it wasn't like, like, forced, right? It wasn't like, hey, you need to be my friend because we can, we can capitalize off friendships. It was like, we came for, we were literally just hooping. I mean, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I think it was just more, we there trying to work out. I see another black dude. I'm like, cool. All right, okay, he can hoop. Ain't talking smack. Oh, I didn't even know he's from Chicago. To after the game, that was mm-hmm, that was the yeah. coldest part. But I was like, it's, I was like, he ain't from here though, because it's just it's a language, right? Yeah, it's yeah. almost like a dance. Mm-hmm. Like you can you know. Okay, that salsa they doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, they ain't doing this out here. Like, they wouldn't they wouldn't give you that little, oh. little stuff, jab a, step out, is here. Is no out here. no video out here. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, hey, you got, hey, 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 you got
3: his footwork going. But, was, <laughs> hey, but, but, you but people, not see you,
4: bruh. there was something about, you know what I'm saying, the way he carried himself yeah. that was unlike you a lot like, of cats yeah. that I've hooped yeah. with yeah. out mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. since I've been out here. And I was like, that's why I was like, bro, I was like, where are you from, man? He was like, Chicago. I was like, oh, enough said. And because we had already had a relationship through the hoop because mm. you can build relationships by, like some people say you know somebody when you fight them or something you hear about that yeah. same thing when you play against them in a sport Sports, you, you know competing. you can yeah. yeah. kind of yeah. see how their, their mentality yeah. is because you know the mental the mental tax it has on you so if you know if they're making these type of decisions well, they, they might be wired this way a little yeah. bit and yeah. so when he said Chicago it was I mean literally it was just like that I was like alright he cool he started off at a good level now he could either take it higher or he could take it lower but I was like i'm at least check him out he seemed real cool he was talking smack but afterwards he was like good game man you know high five and i was like that's all integrity Mm -hmm. cool you know manners yes that's that's just the baseline of any relationship and so the same thing with wb like i didn't know i was gonna meet him now i'm just there with some friends we play at poker and then he's like i'm new in town we got a common thing here friends are common and so then from that point on like when he gave me that literature he was like yo read this book you know, if you're really serious about it, he's like, I saw him doing something, and it wasn't out of envy. I saw him playing poker online. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I really enjoy the game. I could probably make a little extra money, you know what I'm saying, just to be able to do something else yeah, and maybe build that up to a career or whatever, so... so thinking in a different way. Exactly. And so from that point on, I knew he wasn't selfish. Yeah, mm-hmm. I knew it was mutual. I knew it wasn't just, he just out trying to get me. Yeah. Because that's, unfortunately, when you're born in that type of environment in Chicago, these certain, these urban areas... Yo, it's, it's kind of that crab-in-the-bucket in, the, in the bucket mentality sometimes, yeah. right? And yeah. you have to switch that, or at least be aware of that that mentality is is not... That doesn't define who you are, hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? I, I, I could see that in them two guys, right? Yeah, but without even yeah. them having to speak, it was in their... It was in there The way they carried themselves. And that
3: crab-in-the-bucket mentality is so crazy, because... If you're pulling somebody else down, that means that's less room for you to even get out yeah, yeah, of yeah, the bucket, yeah, anyway. Yeah, so, yeah.
4: but uh, so it's a logical thought, though. So right. Most people don't—they don't—they might not take it that deep and think about it that way. Mm-hmm. It's just what can it, what can it be in for me? And that's the selfishness. And that's the extra force that yeah. you're
0: utilizing, trying to pull somebody else down instead of pulling yourself mm. up. And uh, just coming full circle with just how we met, Nipsey said it the best. What if our investments have become strategic, mm-hmm. like the stuff that we invest in our time in? The podcast and just being around each other, three black men, and then being able to do this with you guys—you know what know—I'm saying is uh, the strategic mindset that we're able to use in order to use our platforms to broaden each other in mm-hmm. terms of uh, understanding more about culture, understanding more about you know your struggles. Is the more we're able to help each other in these different aspects because we're able to lend a hand and let people know, hey, I got these type of resources, and just in my realm, yep. or you got these in your realm or yours, and we're able to uh, lean on each other and say, okay. And it came from a point where I understand, like you said, not being selfish, that they were able to hand those out and just hand them out with no, you know, uh, no regards to saying like, this is just mine. I'm going to just keep hold to all of this knowledge and I don't want to express it or let anybody else get into it. Mm-hmm. So them being so open with uh, teaching and uh, paying it forward and lending down these, uh, lending down the knowledge as well as other you know, people is just giving you that baseline to work off of and that uh, that framework to work with. So it's been no,
1: definitely. And, and like I said, this is amazing for us and the reason why we're asking you guys these questions is we're we're trying to understand too as in terms of you know where how different, let's say our experiences could have been and where we're from because you know a lot of the times like for me, I would say like I didn't have you know African American friends until Move here and I live here and you know at first you're like, I wonder how they grew up. I wonder what you know influences they have. You know, so it's almost like I wouldn't call it a disconnect, but my brother always calls it um, distant cousins, like two cousins. And then we just met, you know, so it's like, you know, I, you know about your cousin in America and you start to think like they're totally different from you. They have different experiences, you know, and then you're here in Africa and then, you know, most likely in collegiate environment, you meet each other and you're like. I didn't know, like, oh, oh, wait, you know, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. you can just relate to each other. Same thing. I would meet, Ivan, same thing. You guys would talk about, like, random, you know, go to a fashion show, you know, where both they're supposed to be models, and then (laughs) next minute, you know, (laughs) he's like, I don't know, then conversation start, and then same thing, like, how you would say, oh, where you from? I'm like, hey, where you from? Oh, yeah, I'm from Uganda. Oh, Uganda? Oh, yeah, I'm from Gambia. And bang.
4: You yeah. know, we got to come so, back to that model thing. You know, there's <laughs> a skirt over that. Yeah, like, oh, no. go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. So it, it, it's, you know, it's really interesting because both me and Ivan are curious, you know, we, we, and, and that's where we'll go into. It's terms of understanding, you know, like our brotherhood and I experience it. And just to understand that, you know, we're all the same, like, we're, you know, we're all brothers. You know, we might come from different environments, different settings, but like the interactions you guys had, how raw it is, how you guys build relationships. It's basically the same thing right. yeah Yeah. but and now we want to put that in terms of you know like improving our unity across both ends and i guess the thing we first wanted to put in it's just not a question to anybody it's like what were your first interactions when you started meeting not only just africans people from africa grow with africa like what were your first interactions impressions you know or perceptions you had had and how did that how has that built so far let me
4: let me take that first because um I think mine is kind of unique because I once again I go back to the context of my mother and where she was at in a community hospital. That's where she worked. And so when I would I would get dropped off later on in my in my you know academic career, like you know, maybe eighth grade, high school or something, or when I started driving, I would meet her at work, you know what I'm saying? And it was all different countries represented there, you know what I'm saying? And so that's what I really learned about the Yoruba tribe. You know, mm-hmm. because she was working with folks from the Yoruba tribe, and I had a, a research paper, of course. And this is before the before the YouTubes and yeah. the and the and the Google internet library, yeah, go but 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 no, I, but I mean, I say that to say this because it was that interaction right there that really I had to go and do the research with her and understand it, because she was like, I'm like eighth grade, like you know, high school ish. She's just trying to give me all the facts, mm-hmm. the raw facts, because we might go to the library that's like the PDF not there
2: yeah
4: you know there's no Google. give me you know whatever you have to go physically get the information and so resources once again being scarce she was there had a raw connection with one of the one of her teammates was like hey i want to learn more my son is doing a project oh where are you from you were oh okay and so now that was my first interaction but i'm coming at it from another place of mm-hmm they're just like us you see yeah, what i'm saying yeah, but i'm getting yeah. at an early age but i didn't understand how that would shape my interactions going to college because i just walked in like yo what's up how y'all hey we oh okay it's... okay I, and then i realized it was yeah. a, just a difference yeah mm-hmm. because i didn't see it right yeah. because my mother had already set the relationship for me to see that it, sh- it shouldn't be their boundary there because w- she's working with folks from africa you know yeah. that's what they do they coming over here bringing their money over here and then sending it back right yep. or t- or bringing the resources from there to here to learn so yep. they can bring all that stuff back and so th- i had my first experience there but when i got to college of course one of my boys i shouted out i just we just naturally was was cool i didn't have any ill will i just knew it was different mm-hmm. but i was like yo we we learning and so i learned over the course of four years you know what that plight was and so i i get it now so i never came at it from a place of i just don't know mm-hmm. it was just okay there, it's different when I get a chance to learn like we're learning now, I'm just going to take it and really understand it so I can be better for it. So, yeah.
2: All
0: right. Yeah, for, for me, <clears throat> my aspect, it came from a collegiate. So when I went to college, getting into, like, uh, pledging my fraternity, um, I had the opportunity to uh, pledge with two guys from Nigeria, and they were uh, Yoruba as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you're on the wall pledging, when you're doing, going through the process, uh, understanding the process to get into the fraternity, you're broken down to the least amount. Like you're very humble at that point in time. So you're doing this month on, day by day by day, for months, for months, for months, trying to uh, get into the fraternity. So you're, you're being broken down to you know the least. You're like, you're so tired. You're reluctant to depend on each other like they're your brother, like they're your family. So, me doing it with these, like, I, I pledged it was five of us total. Like I said, uh, three guys from Chicago, two dudes from Nigeria. Um, so, we were able to become, like, real transparent with each other. Like, these are the things that I'm going through. This is my family. You know, my like, my uh, my brother, Oluwaru Timmy, mm-hmm. you know, I met him. Yeah. When he came out here, uh, they became some of the closest friends that I have. But he was able to give me the insight on like, these are the type of things we're going through in terms of my family. Like my sister just moved out here from Nigeria. I got family out here, but they live in Texas and I'm, they're starting to become my family because I'm mm-hmm. caring about them as well, just because it's uh, my buddy, he's, uh, he's trying to be like that, uh, that role model for them because they coming from America and he's trying to teach them like English and how to you know talk the language and stuff like that. So he would uh, teach me these things. And then I had another, uh, Afiz Abiyoye, he actually moved down to Texas recently. Um, he was a little bit older, so he was teaching me the same aspects. And he was also in the STEM field. So he was teaching me like how to go through STEM and how to uh, transpire through uh, learning all the things for industrial engineering. Mm-hmm. So it started with that, pledge of my fraternity, like I said, being humble from that aspect. So I was telling him about growing up in Illinois, how I was in Chicago on the south side. Because in Chicago, it's really broken out. The south side is more so all African American when you go up north is where you see more people from Africa. African okay. mm-hmm. more
2: African a little bit on the west side too or a
0: little bit on the west side as well because it really broke out Chicago right in the middle mm-hmm. on the south side is where they po- moved people from like the the projects gentrification happened we moved to the south side and then out west side west is like where the uh, bulls play mm. west side of chicago and then the north side is where wrigleyville and stuff like that and that's where you see people from nigeria ghana all the different types in, in the, of
1: african the, countries. The, the, the communities you're talking about the african community and let's say south side african community just even thinking about it, in terms of interactions you can look at it in terms of businesses schools and you know in terms of sharing that wealth could be within the community. Mm -hmm. Was that there? Was there interaction or it was pretty much secluded? Each community stayed within their own?
0: It was very, it was segregated. It was was all split up. More or less, right? Yeah, Yeah. more or less split up. So Mm -hmm. my, uh, like I said, my uh, African bros, they had uh, restaurants uh, in the north side Mm -hmm. so we would go get the jollof rice, we would go get the goat, we would go get all the food and stuff Mm -hmm. and then like they, they introduced me to their family and their family took me, like they were just, you know, they took me in as they knew that the fraternity process and how that goes and they knew what we went through because they seen, you know, the product of the environment. So they seen us going through this and becoming brothers with each other in that sense. So uh being introduced and like I've been to three Nigerian weddings and just experiencing the culture that you can Mm -hmm. go through there. It's events. Those things last for days. Those things I was tired just standing. I was a groomsman and two of them and I'm just standing there man. It was it was but it was so fun. (laughs) It was so exciting to see that because I had never ever experienced that before and just the embellishing of love and the gifts and just the whole um, the whole the culture around it and the whole blessing and love that was all shared there. So that was like a real good time for me to be able to experience that with them and actually feel like I was close to them. So being able to share that is that's how it started with me in terms of being introduced to people from Africa or mm-hmm. my African brothers. African, yeah.
3: Stoke. Yeah, I would say more so collegiate well briefly, but not really hard to I got out to Seattle, um, then I met one well, of my good friends, Bruno, out here. Um, Manchester, out Bruno. You Manchester United Alex, fan. He always had the jerseys too. Bruno was actually. Yeah.
0: One of my uh, my LBs was one of his good friends. So they play soccer together. Yeah, so <laughs> met through
3: him, and then um, I kind of got tapped into his network and just um, seeing how he moved and everything and. It just expanded out to just meeting more African people. Oh, my boy, Bobby Blass, he's Nigerian, too, DJ. Alex. but Alex as well, too. Yeah. Alex. Alex real, Moba. Yeah, from yeah. Liberia. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, there's something that's just, for me, What well, I just see something different in their brains, especially just in terms of that hustle, that... Uh, what we need to do to make sure that we make it and that pushing yourself and always thinking about what's the next thing that and way that I can possibly make some type of money out of this situation not by scamming people, but what type of business moves can I make? What type entrepreneurship. of entrepreneurship is that entrepreneurship always there? It is ingrained in them. Yeah. Um, but that's something that my biggest takeaway, because um, I really didn't have that many more stereotypes. Maybe the goat meat, fufu, raw. <laughs> another and seeing, that, seeing how cool they were and the community that they had together, because um, I was starting to just work out more. So playing soccer with them occasionally and things like that, um, that's how I got to know them.
4: Yeah, no, that's no. That, you touched on that yeah. dog, too, like just that, 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 that go get them, bro. Like I mean, every I, I ain't trying to. I'm not no stereotype but I mean, this is a good one if you gonna use mm-hmm. it. You just they just go get it. Like mm-hmm. there's just no, there's no I quit. You know, because I mean, I'm talking about like we talked about it. I think before yep. uh, on our podcast, yep. like yep. Uh, I.O. My, shout out to I.O. I mean, he's a president of the bank now, but that dude was 16 when he came to. He's taking classes with me in my sophomore. Yeah, I'm like, hey, what's up, man? You, what you doing here? Yep. He's like i'm taking the class. like bro you just you, I thought you was a freshman he's like he's like i am i was like what do you he's like i had all them credits before I'm like what are you, before what like <laughs> yeah. so now but it wasn't just him like i mean yeah. literally like like david i mean he's that's what entrepreneur but that. yeah. built his business up you know this guy's on design firm you know what i'm saying so like I, i'm just saying like the, it was the go get it like i need to succeed at any cost but it doesn't mean that i have to give up my soul at any cost you know what I'm saying so that's when I was like just admired I was like bro like, I was like yo you're taking like 25 credit hours or something crazy shit. he's like yo I only got, three, only got 3 years here I gotta get out I'm like you ain't gonna just take it you know 15 here he's like no I gotta get out 3 years I'm taking 25 I gotta, I'm <laughs> like bro You got to get signed off on all that over 20 hours or something and working full time.
3: Wow. Mm -hmm. He didn't have the luxury,
4: bro. (laughs) Bro, I was like, but he was at the parties too, though, and got (laughs) got straight A's. I was like, yo. But it was that work ethic that I was like, I admired it. I was like, that's cool. And it was uh, another thing,
0: it was like uh, they kept it 100. Yeah. I always say that, like, uh, my boys, they kept it 100. They didn't sugarcoat things. it was nothing about sugarcoating. If if something was the way it was, like, my boy was just like, hey, the family, we're going to keep it like this. When I first went to meet his family, it was like, this is how it's going to be. They don't expect... Because he had to hide his... He had tattoos and brands. He had to hide all that. He's Mm. like, don't say nothing nothing about this to my mom and stuff like that. So I was like, yeah, for sure. And just like, no, sugar-cutting it. Just just keeping it 100 with me. And I'm the type of person that works off vibes. Mm. So, like, if we vibing right, I can't fake kick it. I can't phony kick it. I just won't be... I can't thrive in that type of environment. So, like, just being real with me and just keeping it 100 and just being able to express yourself and becoming open. Because, you know, if I got the vibe and I can sense it with somebody opening myself up and actually having conversations like I'm good at actually trying to like uh, understand and cope with who I'm talking to and what type of environment I'm in I won't open up to just anybody but if I feel genuine vibes from you and I feel like you're giving me that same type of vibe back mm-hmm. I feel like we can flourish with that and they always made me feel in that right mindset because I lived with one of them. He actually opened up his crib to me when we was in the process of pledging. He said, hey, I got a crib that I'm uh, renting out right here. my roommates are gone for the summer stay here it's all good throw me a little bit for food and stuff and rent and it was just like I didn't even ask for it he was just like hey we're gonna be doing this together we gotta stick together at this point in time yeah, so
1: yeah.
0: you know he gave me a place that's to love. lay the head and I'll never forget that so
1: absolutely yeah. shout out that's awesome that's what's out. your yeah what do you that's I what mean, you from hearing it it's
2: such like diverse experiences but still like one in the same yeah. um, it's like common themes you see through it where it's like brotherhood and you know Um, Just overall being real with their situation and being real with you. So um, I think before we kind of segue into our last bit, I just want to stress how that diversity is present within unity and how important it is, because, I mean, it's got all of us in this room to where we are today. And, you know, we want to use this platform, especially to, to bridge that that. You know apparent gap between you know our our distant cousins and us you know Mm -hmm. where it's yes sir for for some reason it does exist while it shouldn't
1: it's like a yeah it's like an invisible bridge yeah where
4: we We didn't even know it was there exactly we just we we just just, felt something but it was like well why and it and it just goes back to just perspectives and i think things that we were taught you know what i'm Mm, saying even because
3: the
1: it was set up that way bro. It, was. Well, yeah, guess guess was. it was it was set up. it's, you know? straight it's, up.
4: it's, it's set up because
1: until we have personal experiences of meeting people and mm-hmm. understanding and they're like this is my brother this is my sister until then we're just there's that bridge is there that gap is not there where we're not being educated on hey you have cousins here in america cousins here in south america in the caribbean you know They were taken away from you. They were probably your brother and sister if you go back years ago. um, Where until we meet them and build actual relationships and we realize we're the same, that doesn't happen. And to put into context, like all of us, we got that chance. But there's still a large number, you know, people in African communities. They can come live in America for 25, 30 years. No interactions with African Americans. Mm. It's like different people. Oh, yeah, that's them. Mm. Yeah. You know? And I'm sure same thing to black Americans that, you know, live in the same town. Years, the whole time, they don't have huge interaction, and it's so much opportunity lost mm-hmm. knowing, you know, we're the same people that we have not, you know, had that connection.
2: Yeah, and I mm-hmm. think it's
1: all, it all comes with, like uh,
0: like I always say, we are a product of all the decisions mm-hmm. that we made in our life, mm-hmm. and all the decisions that we made in our life got us to be here at this yep. one moment, you know what I'm saying? So like something's working I try to look at the positives and everything something's working and getting the ball rolling to get us to the point where we're at right now because we're look at what we're doing yeah.
1: Yeah. We're, we're creating
0: together. we're creating we're bridging together two podcasts two platforms where we can get the message out to even more people yeah. we'll be able to touch more people so like we're doing things in a positive aspect and I think is if the more you do things for the good the more you give back the more you teach the next generation the more you pay it forward the more you're gonna get replenished with the same type of love and that uh, uh generational wealth, you get to, you get blessed with opportunities and you just gotta take those opportunities and learn from them. If they come to the point where people say they made mistakes or lessons learned, you, you, you get knowledge from those lessons and those are the assets that you use to build generational wealth. Generational mm-hmm. wealth mm-hmm. is a uh, uh, pass down of, of assets and it doesn't have to be monetary like you mm-hmm. said, it can yes, be knowledge based like you said. Yeah. And it can be like uh, what things you can take with you. Mm-hmm. And it's not always about money, it's that knowledge, it's that core piece, it's that family piece. It's that, you know, saying it's everything. Yes, sir.
4: Yes, sir. it goes deeper. Um, exactly. Yeah, just trying to get rid of that invisible barrier, man. Yeah, yeah for we sure. We bridge that
1: gap. We have to right. bridge that gap. And mm. to help bridge that gap, um, for what we're going to do here right now, we're going to go into a little African history studies. Oh, yes. <laughs> little session. Oh, boy. little oh, yeah. session. So, you know, all let's, all quick, one. Quick let's one.
4: Let's see. Uh, but all before right. I even... It's the sweat on my face. Yes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we have the trivia for you guys, but even before we get to the trivia, um, I sent... Um, it was a, it was more of a publication on African studies on uh, history. More of a summary goes through the pre-colonial Africa how our history was, oral myth, religion, all that um, to colonial to post, and in terms of regions, countries. So I uh, shared it to you guys and um, just wanted to hear your opinions right now of what you guys saw from it in terms of. The different cultures, different languages. You saw West Africa, how the king and how it was set up mm-hmm. in terms of the systems, you know. And what's your take on it from reading? What did you guys man. learn a little bit about it What I learned: <laughs>
3: Europeans are trash. Yeah, man, <laughs> Bruh, like, to say like, the least. I'm sorry. To say like, the least.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: it's it's clearly evident that they are at the root of the problem. Yep, they came through. They just chopped up Africa there like, hey, you know what? Let's just go chop this land up. Yeah, I mm-hmm. With no type of representation. Mm-hmm. So that that's why some of them came, supposedly came to America, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they just came through there and just chopped it up. Right, and all the only thing they had to do was just make sure that they go over there and have um, have some type of people over there mm-hmm. and they capture it and then, and then it's there. Like, how do you even make that call? Mm-hmm. And then to force people into wars with um muskets when you got machine guns and all this extra stuff. And then you gotta go through and and have people signing stuff that they don't know. It was just real grimy, man. Like, real... It it left a bitter taste in my mouth, but I'm happy to see it was... Thanks. written down in that form and fashion so it can teach the next generation about what really went down in Africa at exactly. the end of the day. Yeah. And um, initially, when I first had skimmed through it, I was like, well, why didn't they include more some about days. some of the other black people and black things back in the day? But it's supposed to be in an addition to what you were already teaching them anyway. Mm. But with that being said, I thought it was, overall, it was a great publication. It was good to see that they are doing something to enable the resources to let people know about the true Africa and what mm-hmm. really goes mm-hmm. on and, and make sure that that is spread throughout not only the classroom but the community mm-hmm. as well yeah, yep. just to
0: bridge on what he's saying just the fact that it's being taught down and I think he said K through12 is mm-hmm. the the,
1: the, the, that was the target audience the target audience mm-hmm.
0: so being able to instill the things and uh, within your mind like you said it's about what you should already know as well as giving you like an introductory cl- crash course on this is uh, some of the stepping stones or these are some of the uh, main facts about Africa about how the colonialism and uh, the apartheid movement all that stuff was able to be initialized there and actually giving us that knowledge. Because like we always say, uh, in order to gain, it's to, you got to gain knowledge and learn about your history. So being able to teach that and give those type of views out to the target audience at a younger age all the way up to when you're an adult and understand the information a little bit better, I feel like uh, that was good and that uh, part of it was uh, something that I feel like is positive and trying to teach the mm-hmm. next generation yeah.
4: yeah for sure and it was for me it was just having the the source be pure because i always talk about that a lot because yeah. you know if europeans teach it it's a different it's a different different story right and so just understanding that the african culture b- is based on you know oratorial mm-hmm. type of type of passing down of, of, of wealth yeah. right of, of knowledge and that being the, the thing and and like we were saying um uh, how they came in there just really just systematically kind of separated and, and and kind of had it to a point where you you didn't know what your culture was. It was yep. watered down uh-huh. to the point and I mean I think that's the that's the, the thing that I hope this next generation really gets. And I had to learn that too, just understanding my own personal history. And I think we talked about that on the podcast as well, understanding that the how deep your history goes back. Mm-hmm. So you really can understand the true version of who you are because all of our decisions literally like we talked about all our decisions are based on knowledge we had at that time yeah right yeah so and i I think that publication was in 2003 which is is 17 years beforehand and so if we were to write that again this this time i mean i think it would be a a lot more information a lot more information from up-to-date sources right so so i looked at it from a different perspective of when it was Mm -hmm. written kind of that perspective of how how things have changed but they have not right exactly like like, Mm -hmm. But understanding that there was some initiative to try to actually teach the the actual culture of Africa, you know what I'm saying, in a, in a pure way, bringing people from the tribes to actually teach that, mm-hmm. in, in the in the in the manner which I think is honorable, you know, actually storytelling, um, but. It, it was just kind of it was kind of sad I mean just yeah to kind of, it was yeah. and it,
3: it was just to see how strategically evil everything was because after they did all this it'd be like hey you used to run the block right yep. how about you run this for me and yep. just to undermine your your leadership mm-hmm. in that area so people are like we don't trust these people anymore mm-hmm. Um, to even further draw a line between it And um, all the resources is all about money and all about wealth. And it's just so sad to to see that that's really how things went down. And it also brought me more education as to why there were personal, like personal beefs, quote unquote, why there are different civil wars happening within these places Mm because they were never meant to be to each other. The only reason that is because somebody came in redlining the
4: district. Propaganda. Trying to put people together that shouldn't really be. They think this way. They think that way. Don't worry about them. Don't go over there and get your own knowledge. This is. Because, and that's why it's so important, man. That's like if if
3: Africans just went over to Europe and say, you know what, (laughs) Germany's of the Nazis and we have Jewish people, we're just going to put y'all in the same neighborhood. That's one country, guys. Yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah, yeah. y'all
3: just go ahead and live together, fight it out, Mm -hmm. see what you do. Mm -hmm. Who would ever do that, right? But they just came through and did that.
2: And and I think it's so crazy how overlooked it is, too, because it's like it was a bunch of white men who came together And they sat together in Berlin and they were like,
1: Berlin Conference.
2: Oh, you know, um, yeah, you could have this, you could have this. But before you claim sovereignty over it, you know, occupy it first. And, of course, nobody's just going to let you come in and take their home. Right. You know, just like that. And so it leads to things like bloodshed and, you know, where, you know, they're forcefully coming into a continent and yeah. then stripping it of
4: everything. everything. You know? All the identity. Yeah. And, and then,
1: you yeah. know, to, to, to add to it and why the education is actually... It's kind of hard to do research on Africa, and the article, you know, it mentioned there's free text and there's fixed text in yeah, terms I mean. of how our history was passed down. So fixed text, as in we have what the griots were, people in kingdoms who their whole job was just to preserve that history and pass it down, sing about it, mm-hmm. you know? Okay, your history can kind of, you can kind of keep it, but... You know, what if you lose a griot and they no longer exist? You've lost a lot of history. Yeah. So a European comes and knows that these guys don't write down their history. We, you know, mm. for the most part, it's through oral. So it's very easy to divide and conquer mm. in a whole lot of region where it's fixed texts, as in they don't even have designated people in society who their whole job is to pass out oral history, the griots. So it's like what they mentioned, like the telephone way of, you know, that telephone game. He said this, another person. So... Our history, the way it It was orally, it was prime time for, you know, a predator or like the Europeans to come in Uh, and, you know, and use the divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. and, And I remember my dad one time, you know, he was telling me about cities in West Africa, how a lot of the capitals, they're on the coast. And he said, if you go, if you just study Africa and just understand how the Europeans really build a really complex system where they can just extract and be rich off of us all the european countries where we see them they're rich their wealth is because of africa pretty much how they took our raw materials mm-hmm. if you go to west africa even now you'll notice most of the capital by the coast right and if you go to some of these capitals by the coast how the colonials used to set it up they did it by the coast of course for access to the sea to go to europe mm-hmm. and then as you go inland there are a lot of there will be railroads set up um so those railroads are literally going to where the raw material is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so where the diamond and the out. roads <laughs> travel the <laughs> <out>. <laughs> That's how just they that's it. how they build and you know you if you just study, you know like, if anybody just studied our geography, yeah. we our cities, even how our whole geography was made, was specifically designed for these European nations to extract our resources, our raw materials, get it inland, tracks, train tracks, roads that goes to the coast, right, to the that's sea. where the capital is. Ship it,
2: And prior up. to that, mm-hmm. you look at, like, slave trade routes yep. Right? Yep. at the Atlantic, <laughs> yep. the It's this, the yeah. Indian Ocean through there, and it's like, <laughs> it was so strategic. Very strategic. It's never been done before. It, it was history. planned. But, but
3: the thing about it also, the playbook is still going on because then you That's talk about saying. America, you yeah. come over here, you put us in shackles, you, you don't give us the resources, then, okay, we'll let some out. Education is key. Mm-hmm. Now you're in educational debt. So you're getting money to lend to me, which slaves, black people help get you, mm-hmm. and they gonna li- call yourself lending it back to you us see? and mm-hmm. charging interest, interest on it to keep us in the Like
4: to learn about bro, the things like, that we should The be playbook learning. is so
3: cold, man. It's they cold. got the it really is. They
4: got the they, super all mad playbook. They, they, they really. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's debt, crazy. Man. I mean,
1: and we $30 can $30. we can talk about this for you know it can go on to layers. You know, what I was just checking, reading like a few days ago and. There's actually a movement in in England and in Belgium for the museums. For d- do we realize that most of our African artifacts are you know are monuments or yep. you know anything with arts and crafts arts you know it's in museums in Europe, in Europe? In, in, Europe. Europe. Yeah, in Europe. So all like they most they they accounted for a bit of this, like especially like the Europeans they took all our art. Mm-hmm. It's in museums. You know, so we don't even have our art. You can't go, like, you can't go, like, if I wanted to understand my African history and understand, see my Europe, I have to go to Belgium, to a museum there, and see... You know what they all stole from the land, and they have their really? glasses. That's a nice mask. That's where you get that from. And that's
3: yeah. exactly
2: that's like from, when yeah. I saw that scene in kill, in a yeah. Black, Black Panther. Panther. Yeah, that's I was exactly. like, yeah, yeah! Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really powerful <laughs> when you saw it in
1: Black Panther because I'm like, this is not a movie. This is what it is, real life. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, they yeah. took everything. Um, in in Belgium, you go to a their palace, huge palace. And they talk about like King Leopold. He killed over fifteen million people in Congo. He called that animals. You know. So and this was you know this was not long ago. This was a little bit over a hundred years ago. That you know. So it, it really puts it into perspective. Man, I ain't gonna lie, man. The European white people, they might
3: be the most dangerous people <laughs> of all time, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> they might talk about and they we, talk about t- 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 they t- worry t- about terrorists. Yeah. yeah.
2: It, really? gets, it gets swept under
1: the, the rug hey
3: i ain't gonna go no more man i am going to make sure we keep the lights on in this piece <laughs> <laughs> man,
1: no man. yeah for sure for sure but yeah history our history you know this is this is what we it's always interesting to try and study and learn and you know we talk about the frustrations but you know like we were talking about we had if people know too how powerful we were before um the colonialists came we were more powerful than them you know, I always look at it from my end Is they just had the gun before us. Mm. That's how I look at it. Yeah. They yeah. had the gun before us.
2: And but, germs, too. Yeah? And germs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Because, you know, they, they were in awe. They yeah. came, they found kingdoms. They, didn't, they never had a Mansa so Musa. you know? Mm-hmm. Who, who could uh, you know, the richest man we've ever known to world. We had the resources, you know, we had complex cities, you know, so... You know, and there are a lot of readings on that, and you know, me and Will were just sharing some of the course where you can understand our civilization. So in terms of, it's always we can be frustrated. I was like, I can be frustrated. It's good to be aware of you know our history, what damage the Europeans have done to us. Um, and you know, but also it's always also good to understand, you know, in terms of to maybe be proud and just know that hey, you know, screw that, like we are like kings and queens. Yes, yeah, sir. You know, yeah, this sir. is this is who we were. We are not gonna let you know colonialism that you know led to slavery led to political instabilities in our african countries till today the you know being third world countries you know they made us this but you know we're not gonna let that hold us back exactly. You know exactly. so I really hate that yeah. word Third world, third world country. country You know they just call us Third world countries. Well someone called us Shithole country Yeah you know, oh. you know somebody uh, yeah. It's so bad Why are they <laughs> yeah. coming over well, there everything but, but, yeah. but it was not a shithole country When you stole all our resources You know right. When you know Like Congo That gold you brought You know brought me from then, Diamond you know? South Africa what did, it, what did it say mm-hmm. Like th- most of the world Sorry. Like they They export gold More than anyone yeah. Yeah. Guess what, what happened There apartheid. You know All the Cobalt so, like from Congo they killed 15 million so people 80%. why because what 62% of the world we don't have any of these computers if it wasn't for we don't have iPhones it's like it's probably, yeah. you know. so you
4: know those precious yeah, you know. yeah yeah. the more you know I, well,
1: I
2: anyway
4: yeah
2: Um, we want to get into this trivia this we have a little trivia oh so. boy
1: we're going to get the first question
2: uh, I'm gonna give this to Al. Okay.
1: Well, hey. so,
4: <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So the uh, first question, caps,
2: is uh, what is the second longest river in Africa? Is it A. The Nile, B. The Congo, C. Niger, or
4: D. Zambezi River?
1: The second longest river. Yeah.
4: Second longest. Gosh. At least I know the Nile is is the longest, right? Yeah. For like, who wants to be a millionaire? Like, like, <laughs> you gotta Let me call wifey. She's, she's part of Nigeria. Um, no, what's the other, uh, the other one it's not the Nile. I know that. So, you
2: got B Nile. Congo, C Niger, or D Zambezi.
4: Dag, man. All right, I'm gonna go with C. C,
2: C. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Uh, it's actually B The Congo That was
4: I
1: was very close That text. was too That was too, <laughs> that was too, <laughs> oh, like, too obvious though no, Congo. That, God, that God. country is something else Yeah you, you know, I to do some more research Congo yes, is I like know. If Wakanda was real life It would be Congo hmm. Wow Like in terms of resources What they have Their rainforest You know the river mm-hmm. They have every resources I mean you can think of Cobalt You know
2: uh-huh.
1: So yeah That would be Wakanda yeah.
2: <laughs> Question two I'm gonna get this to WB Right. <clears throat> the mino were an all-female army in modern day where is it a central african republic b benin c namibia or d senegal the mino the mino they were female
1: warriors right yeah, yeah. portrayed in black all, panther too y-
2: yeah mm-hmm. all-female army mm-hmm.
1: Man. Fearless, that. fearless. They were fearless. You, you know,
2: the, 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 the women in the red mm-hmm. and Black Panther, that's them. What were
3: the, the, my choices one more time? You got
2: A, Central African Republic, B, Benin, C, Namibia, or D, Senegal. I'm
3: gonna say
2: Namibia. <sighs> 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 Finalize it?
0: Yeah.
2: It was actually uh, Benin. 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 Benin.
4: Yeah. Benin.
1: We open two. All for two. No, Come but, on. But you know what?
4: But just go ahead. I it, it
1: that's, him that's, to go check it out. But I didn't know that too until Black Panther came out, and I, I saw like, oh, female warriors, and I researched it. If you guys could, yeah, go check it out. Like you know, these women were fearless warriors and fighters, and you know, even even the colonialists were scared of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they were fearless. Like they fought better than men.
2: Huh.
1: Yeah. And what was the name again? The Mino. Mino. M I N O. Okay. Yeah. yeah
2: all right third and last question is what is the name of this famous malian musician obviously Mali, the audience, yeah <laughs> the audience can't see it um, but i'm gonna show you a picture here in a second um is it a salif Keita, b ali farka ture c khalid or d alpha blondie and this is
1: for you phil Mali, West Africa. Yeah. Should we give him more hints? I don't
2: know how much more you can. Yeah, Mali, West
1: Africa. There was some heat on these questions.
4: Oh yeah, it's not. got two pencil. All your nerves are tested.
0: Ali Farka. Final answer. Final
2: answer. Sadly, no. That was That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Salif <laughs> Keita. He's a like world famous musician that was from Mali and. Okay. Um yeah, he's actually wanted to greatest living African
1: well we didn't disappoint you but you no, gave us a point to the I think oh, we ask questions these are tough I think a lot of even Africans will miss these questions
2: most uh, likely yeah but uh, yeah that's the that's theory
1: that we have for you And you should know. we give that at least one that they can answer you nah know? We, we done <laughs> 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 you ain't trying to miss yeah. four we're
4: going to take the, this lesson the, we the we audience has learned from our mistakes
1: and shout out to Kiki again she used to host game nights and we would have the game nights was all travel African trivia. Wow. It would be like, you know, what's the capital city of Tanzania? What's the capital city of Burkina Faso? And, you know, we had to write it down and so it, it really allowed us to educate ourselves mm. on, you know, African history, which, so yeah. Okay, that's, that's why we always about. like these trivias. We always do it, you know.
0: I believe in that. I'm yeah. learning from it. for I right. sure. <laughs> I got I we I already do a it
3: trying to figure out our, our black history in America, but also mm-hmm. go back, extend out further to see why things are the way they are before we even got over here to America is also key too so yeah. I'm starting to read more starting to educate myself more because uh
4: leaders are readers yes sir yes sir. pioneer
2: yeah I mean to end the episode um we had asked you guys earlier um to just leave us with a uh, one or two or three um just pioneers in in your life and unsung heroes that you know people should know about and you know what just
0: for real I, uh I'll start but um I got two. Okay. I mean, first of all, Harold Washington. I keep in Chicago. First black mayor of Chicago. Mm-hmm. My parents just always exemplified the fact that you can do anything that you wanted to do. And uh, as long as you strive for greatness, uh, pay attention, uh, learn your history, gain knowledge, and uh, continue to be around the communities, listen to the communities, and uplift your brethren. Uh, you can... Uh, achieve and aspire to do whatever you like to do. So becoming a black mayor, becoming a fireman, whatever you you know wanted to be in your life, it wasn't just football player, it wasn't just sports athlete yep. or musicians or anything like that. To to be able to become something of yourself, and then also Barack Obama. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just seeing him, I was in college when he was elected, mm-hmm. and uh, seeing him, we had a, a severe shooting at Northern Illinois where I went to college at um, on. On Valentine's Day, my sophomore year, uh, gunmen came in, shot down 10 or 11 students, and I was actually in the vicinity, not in the actual classroom, but in the vicinity of the area where it happened, and seeing just the chaos that came from it. And Obama was the first person that came out there before his election was the first person to come out there. Had a uh, all student panel. At our con- uh, convocation center and was able to talk to us and actually give people like debriefings, give people help on like PTSD and understanding like different things that you can go through. So I just remember seeing him prior to his uh, presidential uh run and prior to him being elected as president, uh being able to see him touch the community, actually come out and being there present when it was uh stuff going down and when it was actually problems happening because, you know, it was we were within a frenzy. We were uh, disjointed as a university, just trying to understand. Cause it was right after the Virginia Tech shooting yeah. that happened. Yeah. It was it happened right after on Valentine's Day, so just being able to come out there and actually promote and uh, be there to actually talk to people, have one on ones, I actually seen them had nice. direct conversation with them, ask questions. And actually seeing him there in the flesh, it was just something that you know was good to see. And then mm-hmm. seeing him as the presidential candidate and president,
2: awesome. right? Yeah. yeah, that's dope. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> I'll say for
3: me, I'm, I'm just gonna do my grandfather, Dr. James Lowry, um, from Mount Bayou, Mississippi. That's where he was working at the Taborian Hospital. It's a hospital that was came about through the what was it? I think that it's the Knights of Tabor, and he's a medical director there from 1958 to 1972 and what he did he was able to help the city get medical care because there's not many hospitals in that rural area so they were able to help finance some of the local insurance programs insurance policies and make sure that people could go come through and get the medical needs that they need so they're delivering babies or they needed surgery or whatever and then he also was helping black men get jobs as well too and nurses as well um, he had a program with Meharry Medical College, so he would have them come out from Tennessee, Meharry Medical, all the way out to Mound Mountain by Mississippi, so they can stay there and do their residency. They would give them the housing they need and um, give them the different hands-on experiences that black doctors were not getting back then. So um, for that, I'm gonna put on for him, for Dr. James Lowry. He's a veteran, Army. <sighs> Without him, I'm not here today, so.
4: Yes, sir. Oh, so yes, shout out to him. Thank no, that's uh, you. Thank you. you, you, both you guys. I mean, dip, dipping in the wheelhouse. Um, Obama for sure. I mean, that was that was what I was contemplating as well, speaking on. But definitely, uh, my mom. Um, she has actually has her master's in science. Um, and she was a trailblazer, obviously from her family. Uh, the first to go to, to college and graduate. You know what I'm saying? Um, and also studied in the community hospital did phlebotomy. Uh, which is like how to draw your blood and things yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, she worked her way up to, to radiology, pathology. So doing a lot of things in the in the medical field, um, helping in the community, doing free stuff like that, teaching. Um, I know she had a, a women's mentor group that she was doing. Obviously involved in the church, things like that. So doing a lot of community service there, um, but but also just being on the front line working still. Now she's in their seventies right now. You know what I'm saying? Still working. Uh, doing that Making sure that all the blood work Gets processed Things like that And she's working uh, Directly making sure that all the The COVID stuff And things like that Or whatever's right. happening um, Is You know is, is good And so Just shout out to her as well As being that trailblazer Just cause I'm not here for sure Yeah of course um, If Without her sacrifice there, And it's Catherine you
0: know, Howard Yeah. say her name That's that Catherine That's oh, that Catherine I mean, Howard Oh I ain't here Well right I'll say it again
4: <laughs> Catherine, Catherine Howard Shout out Mama love you Appreciate you um, We're gonna keep it going And build this legacy That's so, awesome Yeah,
2: Yeah. Man, I've got a lot of just game out of this conversation and just, I'm so appreciative to have shared this platform, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and have another one of our many conversations that we will have in the future. Um, And, you know, thank you guys for joining us and and taking time out of your day to, you know, share the platform with us and, you know, just just spit game for everybody you know free
1: game man free game free game free 99 exactly <laughs> um and, and if we, we want to hear about like because you know people are going to be like where do I follow yeah. them where do we find you guys where do you find you guys so please okay. well this is WB um
3: you can find me um on IG at K-O-N-K-R-E-T-E-2 Concrete 2 um Two shot Guys A Mile High is 2CHI and then Guys A Mile High um, on Instagram and then we're on Twitter with Two shot Guys A Mile H-I and you just reach out to me that way. would love to hear what people thought about this episode. So that, you can find us on Spotify, yep. Apple, YouTube, anything that plays for the most part. Um, just look <laughs> up 2, the number 2, then CHI, Guys A Mile High. Um, and that's where that's yeah. most with
0: that. And then you can also reach us uh, two shot guys a mile high at gmail.com if you ever want to reach out to us we always are uh, inquisitive and want to know about what you're going through and uh, different stories that we can uh, highlight on our uh, on our platform as well but this p will phil wilson you can follow me on instagram at p will p w i l uh and like will said two shot guys a mile high
4: yes sir and i'm probably the least one using the technologies but i love <laughs> the tech just uh I'm on IG obviously now I'm getting on there a little bit you can find me at Seance uh it's uh S-A-Y A-H N-C-E so it's a little play on my initials with the A-H there um but I'm I'm just looking at stories you know following of course the Joe Lamisamadi everybody yeah. <laughs> following uh there so just I'm that's it two shy guys of my high I'm on of course R-I-G there um so yeah man just thank you guys for having us man it's been a pleasure and um Man. We, we gotta hear more so about that man. we gotta hear more about that modeling though oh. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that another that episode another episode, that episode. That episode. Yeah. But, yeah. you know but similar, similar
2: you to, to, to you guys actually I used to run my mouth sure. at E about basketball mm-hmm. Um, we would be out like at events and I'd be like mm-hmm. yo you can't see me on the court Da-da-da. and we still haven't played one on one but like it's funny you know, how we can no, say it. it's come a- on now but it's funny it's how, you know, we have similarities like that
1: yeah. and, and that's, that's the you know, like I said This is what we wanted to highlight, you know Because, yeah. you know, I, I've had friends, even back home That, you know, think that, like If they're not African, even if it's black people in Africa They're not like us You know, they're different Oh, no, that's just them, you know So, and, you know, I wish, I'm sure we even have listeners I'm sure they always deem that So, you know, we just wanted to sh- highlight it And thank you guys so much for, you know sharing your stories how you met the dynamics how you meet Africans you know and you know our journey how we're all the same we're all brothers and sisters Where's that you man? know, Dude. that we yeah. want to grow, and we you know we hope we'll see you guys in Africa post COVID, yeah. you know, yeah. posting on IG, yeah. you know, yes. chilling. Right. No, you know, don't go to Nigeria first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might not,
0: I, I, you I might not have a choice. I know, you I, might I, have, I have, oh have
1: to throw a job at Nigeria every, every <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> you know, Gotta Gotta with yeah. <laughs> them, but you know, we really like to see that. You know, um, I've not even been to Chicago personally, and just oh, from yeah, here, yeah. you know, I definitely want to go. You know, it's beautiful city, yeah, exactly.
4: I've yeah, not been to Denver sure. as well, you know, so... We got some trips with he to yeah, plan just yeah, as, a, as, as this platform, you know? as this double platform. You know, yeah, exactly. maybe, we do, maybe we do a joint episodes in yeah. one of these cities at some point, you know, With things like This are is up not up the first time, you know, yeah. people will see you guys here for Thanks. sure. Yeah, you know, and I'm but,
3: rocking with y'all. Probably, y'all just keep doing what
1: y'all are doing. <laughs> because I love
3: hearing the different stories and yeah. different things that people are highlighting on each one of their mm-hmm. episodes. Kiki's episode was great. Mm-hmm. There's been a, a number of good episodes. What's with your Jim brother. Yeah, that one too. There's a number of just good information and knowledge that was just kicked out there. I'm like, man, his dad cool. was on that one episode. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Old girl who was on there from um, DC, I think.
1: Bella, Bella. Yeah, shout too. out to yeah. Bella. Uh, yeah, yeah. was <laughs> so good too. I was
0: like, yeah, you know what? I, I rock is, with it. I appreciate it, man. It, man. <laughs> y'all, y'all definitely stand up, guys, and just actually appreciate. keep the the content coming, man. It's it's always enlightening to hear the different stories that you go through. Like you said, we all brothers at the end of the day. So just hearing the perspectives from you and the knowledge that you're kicking, we definitely listening. We definitely learning. And we you know we've taken everything we can you know that we can use to help build both our platforms up mm-hmm, and uh so.
1: continue to be successful on both our ends all right 100 yeah, you know what we, you got
2: I'm not much more to say but thank we you came, guys, we you heard know.
1: we accomplished we accomplished <laughs>
2: <laughs> sure. yeah um thank you all for listening once again this has been uh, episode nine
1: yeah it felt like 10 minutes, we're an hour 40. Yeah. um, straight bars. Yeah, yeah.
2: um, But yeah, signing out. Until next time, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you. You know, stay safe out there.